The short answer is it's inflation is rising prices. What's dragging on forever is the way it feels. It's not a one month blip in prices, but a continual increase in prices. Cereal is 13% more expensive compared to last year. Eggs up nearly 11%. Just about everything costs more. Basically, it's it's increases in, in prices of the things that we tend to buy most often. So what got us here? Answering that means we have to go back here to the moments in March of 2020 we won't forget. We are now in a state of emergency on the national, the state, and city level here in San Antonio. Tonight, we're announcing our stay-at-home emergency declarations. With everyone stuck at home, cash flow across the country was down. We weren't spending like we used to. So the federal government tried to stimulate the economy by sending out stimulus checks to Americans. Three rounds of checks between March of 2020 and March of 2021. Each of those stimulus rounds also came with hundreds of dollars given per child. It helped some people cover lost wages because of the pandemic or pay for things they couldn't afford otherwise. Then came the third round of stimulus money in March 2021. $1,400 checks that time. The stimulus package that came out of $1.9 that Congress passed was too big. And how it was basically paid for was by printing money. Problem was, was our economic output shortfall. By the time they passed the $1.9 was about half a trillion. So we were short half a trillion, but then you spend $1.9 that's too big a spending. Think of the U.S. economy like a fish tank. The water represents money, and during the pandemic, the water or money got too low because nobody was spending. So the government added more by sending out those checks. But if you add too much water, a tank will overflow. And if you print too much money, you get inflation. Cash flow is only part of this equation. Something else wasn't flowing because of the pandemic either. Stuff. A lot of it's supply chain related. Uh, the fact that the uh, port of uh, ports, in particular the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, where most of the containers come into the U.S., 40% of the goods imported by the U.S. come in through those two ports. And with COVID, they've had trouble keeping staffing levels up, keeping the goods flowing. Hard time getting chips for cars, computers, etc. So there was more money in the economy, but fewer things to spend it on. So prices on what was available went up. And then so did oil prices. Russia invaded Ukraine in February 2022. That had an impact on the global oil market as countries tried to hit Russia where it hurts. Because of U.S. sanctions, or I should say more generally NATO sanctions, that there's a desire to, to punish the Russians for their invasion of Ukraine. It's not clear how effective some of those sanctions are. What is clear is the combined punch to your paycheck. The U.S. inflation rate is at 8.5% right now, according to the Consumer Price Index. That's a record kept by the government to show how prices on things you pay for are changing. So crude oil or raw steel or commercial real estate, none of those things are in the CPI, but gasoline, bananas, uh, your rent that you pay, all those things are. Every month, the Consumer Price Index looks at 60 to 80,000 prices on a range of items from 75 different locations all across the country. You know, that gives us this big pile of prices and then we uh, take that big pile of prices and sort of compare it to the previous pile of prices and see how much they've gone up. Take a gallon of whole milk. The Consumer Price Index says we were paying around $3.25 for that in July 2020. 
363 in July 2021 and 415 this July. The Consumer Price Index is published monthly, but it's not just used to help you understand what's costing more. It's also a factor in business decisions. Maybe landlords or who are using it to raise their rent or bosses who are using it to give their employees raises or people in the financial world who are interested in what's happening with inflation. And Social Security recipients get a cost of living adjustment every year based on the CPI. But the current inflation rate is one the U.S. hasn't seen in 40 years. So that's the problem. And the Federal Reserve has taken steps to try to fix it by raising interest rates. This summer, the Fed has done it twice, each time raising it by three quarters of a percent, now to a range of 2.25 to 2.5 percent. It's an effort to try to discourage people from borrowing and spending money. The belief is that the economy is, is running too hot, that there's too much demand, and we need to sort of quell that demand, and rising interest rates will do that. But it could take a while to see progress. It's not like instantaneously when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, immediately the economy slows down. It's like driving a super tanker, right? It takes time to make a turn to the left or the right. It'll happen, it'll just happen with the delay. The bigger question may not be when, but if if the U.S. economy will avoid recession. The track record of trying to avoid recessions by the Federal Reserve when they're trying to reduce inflation is not good. The, the so-called soft landing where you reduce inflation without causing a recession is a rare event. It's often a hard landing where you get a recession. The odds are soon we will be in a recession. But San Antonio may have something working in its favor a local economy that's not what it used to be. All that to say that San Antonio, its economy uh, is much more than military city USA or, you know, a, a tourism destination. San Antonio is much more than that now. There's aerospace, there's uh, healthcare, medical, a whole host of financial services, a whole host of uh, other industries that, that sort of uh, uh, buffer the economy, it can buffer the economy somewhat uh, in, in a recession.